Ho, ho, ho. Oh, we are in Weeaboo land now, baby. The boys are talking about the movie Tokyo Godfathers, directed by Satoshi Kon, starring Toru Imori, Yoshiaki Umegaki, and Aya Okamoto. The movie is about, on, on Christmas Eve, three homeless people living on the streets of Tokyo discover a newborn baby among the trash and set out to find its parents. So, grab some hot chocolate and let's listen to Big Trouble in Little Podcast. <laughs> let's just catch up. It is November 21st, 2023, 10.37 p.m. Eastern Time, episode 265. I'm Joe Dubs for Big Trouble Podcast. I'm Andy. I'm Chaz. I'm Zach, baby. Zach, baby. Zach Rhodes. And uh, we're continuing the holidays, Christmas spirit here in Big Trouble. And we're up to Zach's pick, which is Tokyo Godfathers and... Uh, we're continuing the animated stuff because that's the theme. And it I I don't even know how to say most of these names. Like uh Satoshi Khan is is that how you say Khan. the Khan? Yeah. Khan. Yeah. Um I, I I don't know where to start with from this, so I'll just say this from, from the beginning. I like the animation. <laughs> the animation is great. Uh story wise, from beginning to end, I thought this was a solid story compared to the other movies that we watched uh it's i would say it's very controversial as far as what is said in the movie it can't be i'm gonna do that line can't do that today uh but i think it's written in well it's kind-hearted in a way on how things are said in this movie so i guess let's get into some highs and lows of this movie uh, Andy, did you want to pick anything out as far as highs and lows of this movie? Oh, me first. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I've already said this is one of my favorite go-to kind of Christmas things to watch because it's so unlike most Christmas movies and yet is still undeniably a Christmas movie. And I guess like a new year's movie, if that's a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you're right. The animation's fantastic. It's done by the same studio that did a bunch of Cone's other movies, and they're always gorgeous. This is actually the most tame of his movies as far as visuals go, but it still manages to be fun. And they do they do some wacky stuff with the faces and stuff. They still obviously use the medium of animation to its fullest. But also just um, the writing's clever and fun and heartfelt. Um, I'm, I'm trying to think of what a low is, but... I really like this movie. I, I'm biased. I've I've liked this movie for years. Um, what do I not like about this movie? Yeah, I, I couldn't think. I couldn't think of anything. Like it, it out of everything that we watched in this uh, theme, like I was like satisfied with every scene in this in this movie. 
Like it had the the Christmas spirit of having the child like be like, oh, it's a messenger from God, like <laughs> and all that stuff. It's like very Christmassy and miracle ish uh, with that theme going on in this movie. Uh, I just I I can't think of a low it either. Yeah, I I thought this movie was spectacular. It's a like, as far as like plot, since that's what we're we're like, going on, we're we're stroking the movie off. Uh, the yeah, the plot is so tightly weaved together in such a fun way. Like there was never a moment where I wasn't paying attention to what was going on in this movie, mm-hmm. which for me is good because I, I mean, no matter what I'm watching, I we do like four things at once. I mean, my squirrel brain, but no, I had to like keep on edge and make sure I didn't miss something. Um, and that's actually uh, tied in with the animation too. Throughout the movie, there's that that sense of Christmas spirit or the sense of fate or kismet that exists within the, the movie where things just keep happening. And it's like, Oh, this is more than a coincidence. Like Kyoko being the name that's picked that being the same name as his daughter, that being the same name as the guy's uh, daughter that's getting married. Uh, and then um, 1225 pops up multiple times throughout the movie. Like the taxi number is 1225. The alarm clock, whenever they find the house, it's broken down is set at 1225. Like, they're just random stuff like that throughout the movie that ties the movie together through numbers or just imagery. Um, there were a couple others I, 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 that are slipping my mind at the moment, but the those are the ones. Key, um, the key, the fair in the taxi, um, there's a few others. I, just, I added two. Okay, cool. So, like, it, yeah, and I, I remember seeing them and thinking, I'm not going crazy, right? These are all the same things. Like, oh, that's neat, because it's, it's, it's wrapping everything neatly together. Um, and... Uh, I also love the swerve in the movie. Totally got me whenever the woman was about to jump off, and yeah, <laughs> and then they're like, "Oh, that was your baby." And then like, but he kept going, and then the other guy's like, "No, no, you don't get it. It's not her baby." Wait, what? One of my favorite <laughs> lines is when when Gin finds them having done their New Year's prayer. Uh, Hannah says, "Oh, you just missed a, a a nice heartwarming wrap up. You you fool." And he's like, "No, it's you know, like the movie's not over yet, but they're <laughs> they're acting as if it's like the nice resolution to the story." <laughs> yeah, I had to, I had to, I kind of ruined it for myself. I wish I wouldn't have, but I, I had to pee, so I had to pause the movie. It's like I just couldn't wait any longer. I had to go to the bathroom, and it was just before that, uh, like before he talks to her, before it's revealed. Like, oh wait a second, no, no, that's that's not her her kid. So I go to the bathroom and like I, but when I come back, I realize, well, this movie's still got like half an hour left mm-hmm. or 25, however many minutes left. Like, how is this movie going to continue to go? They basically just wrap things up and then all that happens. I'm like, whoa, okay. Uh, also, the ending is the most ridiculous thing ever where the, she decides to jump off the building after, after all, and then the girl catches her, and then she slips, and they all, like, fall in, like, the monkeys in a barrel situation, and then Hannah says, no! It, like, jumps and catches it, and then catches the banner and rides down like Jackie Chan. Yeah. That, one of the things what? that makes this movie work so well and be so charming is it writes its own ticket for bullshit for, for Deus Ex Machina. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, it's uh, Kyoko's a gift from God, a, a, a heavenly angel, a spirit of Christmas, like this mm-hmm. is when miracles happen, and the whole movie there's ludicrous coincidences, absolutely like ridiculous one after another. Like there's no way that could happen. There's no way that would happen. Oh, the there's bus. no way that would work out. But because yeah. it's Christmas, and because they have this like you know th- this this pure heavenly soul with them, 
they're just bl- like um even stuff like they're sitting in that convenience store and the guy's yelling at him to get out and they go out the street and they're fighting and then the clerk comes out and he's like no stop fighting and then the ambulance crashes into it yeah. and they would have all died if they were still yeah. inside <laughs> they all look and then they look at the baby every time something like that happens yeah, the, the, they the, the baby saved them yeah and the ambulance driver's like call an ambulance <laughs> <laughs> classic joke yeah i also like the I, I don't know if it's a nod but it almost feels like terminator when the the crazy mother steals the the sanitation truck or whatever and fucking Jen is like biking his life out and like she's trying to like scrape him off the side of the wall. Kind of reminds me of Terminator 2 when uh, uh, the fucking liquid Terminator is trying to like take out fucking Arnold and stuff with the bike. Like I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, I, I Also another like bullshit moment is like she flips the truck. The p- truck doesn't fucking blow up or anything and she walks out like no problem going up how about the baby going into to gain's hands or, or gain's hands and he just gets it and just is able to tuck and roll and he's fine yeah miracle baby i mean i know it's cartoon uh, animated bullshit nonsense but like at the same time i'm just like the, <laughs> it, it does like a little bit of realism and then it also does like a lot of fucking bullshit like <laughs> i do love and i laughed out loud the fat dude w- with the car when he was like rolling it up the hill and shit. Oh and, yeah, the yeah. boss guy. Yeah. 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 Who and, is then connected? Has a daughter named that. That daughter's marrying the guy that cost him all of his his money mm-hmm. because of gambling schemes. Like how that this the the story is woven together so well. That's that's what I love about it. It's like every little thing. Like you you get caught up in the fact that now you have to pay attention because every little thing that you've listened to might be a detail that weaves into itself later. And there are so many movies that are terrible at not tying up. It's not even that they don't tie up loose ends. They just don't have any any threads to tie together. They, it's just a movie start, that goes. The, the threads start before you even realize they're there as well. This movie yeah. is very rewarding to rewatch later because there's stuff like when they first find the baby, Hana says we should name it Kyoko. And um, the, he gets real upset. Yeah, you know, so someone says, "Why would you name it that?" Is it, what do you have a girlfriend named that? Is it, no, he's got a daughter named that. Like, <laughs> no one says anything about it at the time, but if you've seen the movie before, you you start seeing that stuff like in the first five minutes of the movie. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. So yeah, they they, uh, get, they get going right away. Yeah, so something uh, to play off of what you said, Dubs, too. Like as ridiculous as the movie is, um, like as absurd the the plot is, because it's animated and everything. It is a very grounded, down-to-earth story too. Mm-hmm. It's it's about three people just very, that have hit a lot of trouble in their life, one way or the other, uh, in their various stages of their life. Um, and again, a lot of it too is about you know them trying to maybe make amends for some of the mistakes they've made, um, or versus one young you know younger girl I can't remember the the girl's name but she where she's running away from her father because she's afraid of it. Um, but uh, like the whole thing is this miracle baby just helping them try to realize, you know, to get back to what they can, and and to do something. Uh, I don't know. I I thought it was a really good movie. I, I I don't have any negatives about it. I I thoroughly enjoyed every minute that I watched it. And Zach, you chose this movie, but you haven't said anything about it. I know because I yeah, baby face. I, 
Well, I was sick and I got snot in my beard and I wanted to shave it all off. So, <laughs> okay. That's, that's a pretty good what, reason. Um, that's a, that yeah. is a good reason to shave. I, I mean, I, yeah, I get it. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm not particularly attached to it anyway. People always see me like, oh, you shaved your beard. And I was like, no, nah, I, I, I just got rid of it. I got sick of it. It'll they, just, they, they just don't realize that you can go into a room and go, ah, and just saying it out. Yeah, I could just power up and it'll come back. <laughs> just, it'll, it'll come back with right. Anyway. She, she had that shit. <laughs> but, uh, uh, well, I chose this just because I always heard Andy talk about it a bunch. And uh, I watched Perfect Blue uh, by Satoshi Kon. And I was like, that movie fucking rules. Yeah, it does. And um, I, I'd heard other people talk about this movie before as well. And I was just like, I always wanted to see more of his movies. And... I don't know. I couldn't pick anything for our theme. And this just popped in my head. I was like, why hasn't Andy picked this? I'm going to pick this. <laughs> I dragged my feet. I fucked around and found out. Yeah. <clears throat> but, um, I mean, I'm just going to say the same stuff that you guys basically did, though. I, like, I don't dislike anything about this movie at all. I watched it in Japanese, though. Same. Uh, because, I and I mean, just because that was the first thing I found, I saw it was on Tubi and YouTube and they were free. It was free on both. And I watched it on YouTube. Uh, and I think they redistributed this movie recently, like the last couple years. Yes. And it, that's just when it got its English. English. Dub. That's correct. I, uh, I've been wanting to see the English dub real bad, but I don't, I have a DVD of it that I got way before the English dub was even a thing. So it's not on here at all. I've only ever seen it in Japanese, but I really want to watch the English dub eventually. But like you were saying, it's the Japanese dub that's available freely. And like I said, I own it. So is the English dub good? Chaz, you watched it, right? Yeah, I watched the English dub and it was kind of the same instance of what Zach said, what he found first. I I was being really lazy. I was already like just catching up watching the new season of Invincible. So I was already on Prime, and I just looked it up, and I was like, "Oh, oh it's on there." I can, okay. I can, so it's on there, but it's not free. Oh. It is rent. However, you could own it for, I think it was like four dollars. <laughs> so it was only fifty cents more to own the movie, for digitally. So I just bought it. Weirdly, good, good his choice, movies though. until yeah, the last yeah. few years, anyway. His movies, this one and Paprika, have always been extremely accessible. Paprika was distributed in the United States by Sony. Uh, mm-hmm. Tokyo Godfathers, I can't remember, but I think it was Sony as well. I think it was Sony. That's probably why, like, it's so accessible and it's always places and it's always streaming. But Millennium Actress and Perfect Blue, are, the rights were like people kept having like the rights for two years, or they would release one DVD of it and it would immediately go out of print, or some other weird shit. Luckily, now they're just, uh, with the exception of Paprika, they're all distributed by G Kids, which is middle of the road as far as like accessibility goes like all of their shit's available all the time but it's all like 35 dollars or something you know mm. give me a break however right before we started recording i was on amazon uh most of his movies on blu-ray are on sale for uh black friday and i know by the time people hear this it'll be end of december but they they run a lot of the same deals up through christmas i don't know, check it out if you can get his stuff cheaper than 
that's the way to do it. But I love all of Tsunoshi Kong's stuff. I actually ordered Paranoia Agent for myself. It was the only thing I was missing. Oh, I need to rewatch that so bad. Yeah, I've you been know, wanting to for years, and now I'm yeah, I I've never watched it, and it was like the first thing recommended to me after finishing watching this movie. <laughs> so, and then you mentioned it, and I was like, oh, I've always wanted to watch this. I need to watch Paranoia Agent. It's really good. So. I mean, uh, I, I'm currently in an anime void. I mean, I'm just for the sake of just watching <laughs> stuff. I'm watching Dragon Ball again because I've got nothing else to do. I'm twiddling my thumbs with cards and stuff. So, Paranoia Agent might fill the, the gap. Look, I, Paranoia Agent's great, and I do recommend it. However, over that, I recommend uh, Perfect Blue and Millennium Actress. They're both masterpieces. I think they're both better movies than this, and I love this movie. As I've said, yeah, Perfect Blue is like fucking great. Okay. It's like the, like, okay, so, well, no, I'm not going to say that. Never mind. Gonna, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> they're both masterpieces, and Paprika is, everyone seems to love Paprika, and don't get me wrong, I love it too, but I think it's his, I think it's his weakest work. It's just, a lot, I think a lot of people like it because the animation in it is just so outrageously bombastic. It's, when you see it, you'll understand what I'm saying, but they just, it, it's got everything thrown against the wall animation-wise, and it's very pretty, but the story is, like, exhausting <laughs> it's a it's a journey <laughs> you know i because i'm not a big anime guy um i was like man this animation looks like slightly familiar familiar to another franchise that i like and they did animation was the animatrix and i was like it has like the similar like animation for that and i was like and i looked at what year uh, this movie came out and Animatrix, and it was both 2003, so that's kind of weird. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if the studio that did this did one of the segments for Animatrix. I don't know that for a fact, but if you mm. told me that, I'd say, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, it looks totally familiar. I, I just loved fucking how everything looked in them, this movie. It was just like so satisfying to watch, and I also love how... <laughs> Like at the beginning of the movie, like it shows the director's name on the fucking truck and everything. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, "That's cool." Fun. How yeah. um, I, it, I feel like if we talked about this movie and didn't at least bring this up, we'd be doing a disservice. How progressive is it that this movie came out in fucking Japan in two thousand three, and it's got a story about tra- a transgender person? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's. It, I don't know. Yeah, and it's like you know, uh, she's her own character, whatever. Yeah, uh, it's everyone. Everyone calls Hana he in it, and I don't know if that's right. I don't. You know, I, 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 I think. Supposed what, to know? Oh, that that's strange. That is not the case in the English. Oh, is it in the English dub? Do they say she? They yeah. Switch, any, they switch oh, really? Okay, that makes more sense to me. In the I, yeah, I, in the. Me. In the English uh, dub, yeah, there was never there. I think there were the. Actually, it's very specific. When someone is antagonizing her, is when she is referred to as he. Any other time, it's she specifically. So that's if it's clever. like someone that's pissing her off, yeah, it, it actually I thought it was kind of clever. There was also a really the really funny moment when she's in the, after she passes out, she's in the hospital and she's really upset, and they're asking her why she's wrong. She's like, I'm most upset about. Wait. And like she wakes up, and she's like, "I'm in the men's ward. Yeah. What is this?" <laughs> that made me laugh pretty hard. No, in the in the Japanese version, obviously it's a subtitle, so I doubt it's like a one for one translation. But mm-hmm. they say the F slur in like the first three minutes of the movie. Yeah, I would say like the first five minutes, there's like six F slurs. 
No, I, I don't know uh, it's not that bad, but yeah, that's an F slur used, but it wasn't the the bad one. But she got really upset, like the scene that she backtracks, uh, like when she gets back to the, I guess the place where she used to perform. Did the person call her a slur then? Fart. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well. Well, I mean, I'll, I'll say the slur that she was called because I don't. I mean, it's not that derogatory, but I mean, it's still. Just quoting it, but uh, if I recall, he calls her a smelly fairy or stinky fairy, yeah. dirty fairy. That's what, and then she gets really mad and blows up on him, and that's why she left the club. Uh, I'm assuming that's not what was said in the Japanese. No, I think yeah. she, he was, uh, you know, rhymes with maggot. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, it's we, funny we, he says that, but what she gets upset about is being called, he called calls her a fart or something. An like old that. fart. Anytime so I'll put up with her. shit, but I won't put up with fart. She says it twice in the. Movie. Oh no! Yeah. It's, it's it changed in the uh, in the other. Yeah, she's mad about being specifically called a fairy. She says, "I you can call me." No, she no. You're right. It's old. She's like, "You can call me a fairy, but don't you dare call me old." That's what it was. <laughs> yeah, that, that, yeah. That that was at least the English dub. Uh, but yeah. So it's funny that they made, they made those changes, and I wonder like the timing of that, like when the English dub was made. Uh, the last like, few years, it, so, it's pretty recent. Okay, that, that it does. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense then. I got but, a yeah. question for you guys. Um, how did you guys feel when Hannah blew up on Jin when like he like admitted everything in front of his daughter and stuff, and Hannah like fucking blew a gasket and stuff and like told him off? I was like, do you, like. It, Part of me I was like, I get what Hannah's talking about. Like she's been lied to, like all however they've been together uh, as homeless people. But at the same time, I'm like, you're ruining this fucking moment <laughs> with his daughter. Okay, I, I, she talks oh, about she tells Miyuki it's the she's being the blue devil or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, her mind she she thinks that she's gonna be the blue devil so she can go away because she's actually dying. She and she doesn't want them to know. But uh, speaking of that, since we're on doc talk on that, I I don't know what she. I mean, they someone brings up AIDS at some point, but that could be it. But slipped on the, coffee, the shower. Co- yeah, that's that's what happened to her her partner. But the uh, coughing up blood, typically, and this is across the media too, it is almost exclusively a thing saved for tuberculosis. Yeah, that's what I, that's what I, I always just assumed if someone coughs up blood in a movie, they got TB. Yeah. And that, and that's the fair, to be fair. That's what I assumed too. seeing it. I don't think the only other time I've, I've seen a movie specifically show that. And it's not that it was lung cancer. Um, was oh, Gran damn. Torino. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, tuberculosis is what I assume. Tuberculosis is much more common in the homeless population. And also, that's the other thing, too, that ties in with this. I don't know how, how much of this, like, even just heightened or raised awareness of this in Japan. Because, again, this movie's 20 years old. But, I mean, the LGBT uh, community uh, is a significant portion of the homeless population in the world and in the in developed countries, including the U.S. So it's, it is actually a common thing. In fact, it's to the point that if I see, uh, if I see someone that identifies as LGBT, uh, that also has signs that, you know, they're disheveled or anything. I have to like do screening to try to help for homelessness or, you know, make sure that they're not hungry and stuff. So that's just, those are the things that just come up with work uh, that, that tie to that. And it's not like, 
a bias or a prejudice it's more it's statistically proven so it's it's something that kind of can go hand in hand and it's more to help protect them and, and help that person because a lot of the reasons why they may be homeless is because they've been abandoned by their family so um anyway i just thought it was neat that that was something that's heightened awareness so again speaks to the progressiveness of japan but i that, that's actually oh sorry does but real quick that's actually part of why this movie was developed the way it was is it is meant it, it's like a socially conscious decision that they make the characters who they make them mm-hmm. yeah i gotta I, I, japan and their homeless fucking homes by the way that that cardboard fucking home was like pretty rad <laughs> like i i was like wow that's a pretty good fucking cardboard fucking home <laughs> it reminds it always reminds me in yakuza one you go to like a homeless camp and it kind of looks like that <laughs> yeah uh, look at this hobo mansion <laughs> it, it, it almost like it had a kitchen and shit. I was like, "What the fuck?" Like, it looked good. Like, obviously, I understand it's probably like not great. Like yeah. that one homeless guy who got fucking beaten to death by those stupid ass fucking kids. Which I I hope they fucking like kayfabe. I hope, I hope they, they get die. tuberculosis. I hope and they get tuberculosis and cancer. <laughs> Ass cancer to be exact. Yeah, he never uh, like give you anything either because he comes back bloodied with like the paper. But I just assume he beat the fuck out of those kids. I, I don't know, but then again, maybe. who knows? I mean, he had to do something to get it back, and they're not they not retaliate. So Dub, Dubs just basically did like a millennial housing market meme, more or less. He's just like, <laughs> man, those fucking. That homeless shelter like looked amazing. It's just like you know what? I wish I had a shipping container to live in. Yeah, I wish I had a tiny house. Fuck. <laughs> I wish I could live out of the back of a van. <laughs> yeah, like actually I've been watching a lot of van life on YouTube. Both of those that before or after this movie. Uh well, a little bit of actually both. because uh, I was I was watching it before. I'm like, how can I turn my Chevy Trailblazer into a fucking like a uh, camper. <laughs> well, you're still be- you're still better off than Gen Z. Their housing market prospects is a backpack and like a fucking uh, machete or some shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, and I got a warm climate that helps me too since I'm from Florida. That's true. But yeah, like I was impressed by that. Uh, the humor was good. Like, oh yeah, the humor is one of my favorite parts of this movie. I laughed out loud. I've seen this movie four or five times. I laugh out loud all day. And you know me, I'm, I'm picky about humor. Yeah. <laughs> one of my so, favorite parts comes right after they beat him up is what he's, I mean, this doesn't sound funny to start, but he's lying in the alleyway dying. And uh, you, it looks like an angel finds him. <laughs> she says, what is your desire? My magic or an ambulance? And he goes, oh, an ambulance. <laughs> ambulance. She goes, oh, how rude. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. And the way she's animated is perfect. It's very <laughs> Before that, whenever he goes to the, it's before he finds the other homeless guy, he, he goes to that random like booth. And he goes, I got some trash to throw away. And the guy shows the trash can and he goes, ah, I'm too, I'm too big. <laughs> oh, another another thing that makes me laugh out loud is when the the other homeless guy, the, the old guy is dying. And he like, he like goes, Ugh, and like all the fans stop. So you think, oh, he's dead. And, and he reaches over to like close his eyes and his eyes are wide open. He goes, ah. <laughs> I was like I have one more request. <laughs> now, yeah. one one of the other moments made me laugh a lot was when they were like trying to find that couple, and they found like what was left of like their house or whatever. I guess it burned down. Yeah. Um, 
and all those like older women that lived in the neighborhood, they started talking to all of them and it just kept snowballing out of control. They all kept kept having like gossip and stories. You see <laughs> just... bruises on him. Oh yeah, he was terrible. No, on him. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, a man and a woman, you know what they they find the time to do what they need to do. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's good. Actually, so Dubs, uh, springing back to one of the scenes that he brought up, uh, which I assume it was the same. Again, I, I'm assuming most of these points were the same in the uh, the dub as well as the sub. But the uh, the point where she he meets Kyoko again, uh, and he's finding out information about her, and he finds out that she's gonna be, get married to the doctor, and. Then he's like, wait, isn't she old? Or isn't he too old for you? And then the story that she has about him is the exact bullshit story that he told Hana. I I almost missed Hana's explosion because I was laughing so hard. I was like, that bullshit, that would be the exact same story. (laughs) Uh, This movie's fantastic. So many good layers of humor. Yeah, I, I think what I really like about it, now keep in mind, I know there's like bad people out there that are just like they misgender people they do it on purpose they hate you know gays and trans and all that stuff but i i think what i really like how these characters are written like yeah they say some fucked up shit in this movie but they all feel each other like 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 a band of friends like it like yeah he says like the f slur to her uh, and then like belittles her, but like deep down he still kind of cares about her in yeah. a way. And I, I think I really like that. Like Miyoko, uh, Miyoko, that's the other girl, right? Miyuki. Mm-hmm. Miyuki. Yeah, Kyoko is the baby. Miyuki is the, the yeah. little girl. Yeah. I, I, I also love like everybody has a backstory, and it's written really well. Like you don't need like tons of exposition. Like you find out her story like she stabbed her father <laughs> well, yeah, you, you get the exposition but it's it it's that is the movie the movie yeah. is the exposition about yeah why it's not a, it's not a two-minute info dump in the middle of it and then right. something that's irrelevant and i know yeah. it's it's a beautiful thing that you're going on the journey to find out those things and those pieces fit in they're like really you said, well spaced out like you'll you'll get a little bit of Gein's story you'll get a little bit of miyuki story you get a little bit of hannah story like just the little like she finds um the newspaper in the burned down apartment and it says uh miyuki angel came home Dad. or something like that yeah it's just, it's just like one quick thing just to just you know f- more development for that story Mm-hmm. Oh, the cat ran away. He probably like left the door open or something, and that's why she was upset. The cat's missing or something. Like you, you start figuring everything out. And you know, also, she was a little bit heavier when she was with her parents too. By the way, which yeah, I I like that detail too. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, something about being homeless. Yeah, that's <laughs> a great weight loss method. Go live in a park. Shit, shit. <laughs> for a little while. Damn. Go live in a homeless mansion. It's great. It also, uh, it's about one of Andy's favorite things, the way it just ends very, very quickly. And yes. You yeah. See, <laughs> see uh, her dad is like the inspector talking to the, the baby's actual parents. And, you know, they, they're insistent. They want to meet like the, you know, the, yeah, the people homeless people. Say, you want you know, them to be their, the baby's uh, godparents. Yeah. And I, you don't see the guy's face like when, mm-hmm. when he's talking to them. 
They, and he enters through the front door, and, and then you see him. Oh, that's her dad. And then she's like, Dad? And then it's just over. It's credits. Yeah. Well, no, there's one more shot. It shows the baby, whose name, I guess, isn't uh, Kyoko or whatever. But it shows the baby. And the baby kind of, like, looks at the camera and oh, <laughs> makes yeah. a baby noise. <laughs> yeah, that's – yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, out of every animated uh, movie that we saw so far, because um, we still got Andy's picks – uh, I think ended really well. Like it, it, going back to our David Lynch uh, ending, I love the whole straight story where we never got like more story about the brothers talking. Same thing with this movie. Like the the daughter and father see each other, and that's how it ends. We don't know. Yep. We don't because you don't there see. There is it one t- thing. There is one thing I might change. It's I wouldn't consider it a low. But it's I, I I think it's going too far into being a Deus Ex Machina bullshit. That is um, when Gene's sitting in the waiting room at the hospital. There's a the news is talking about oh a really weird lottery ticket won. It's one 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 or Hyakujuichi Hyakujuichi. But um, then at the very end, you see like one of the bags he was carrying had like a bunch of. Uh, lottery tickets in it. I think it was given to him by the guy who was dying. Oh, it was the dying old guy gave him the pouch, and, and he had the winning the lottery one on ticket. top is one 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 one, and that that for me that's almost too far. That almost takes a little bit of the fun of the ending out of it. Yeah, yeah. it might be that might have been a little. Bit I don't. Strange. I don't know. I I think that I I like it only in the sense that he he got that, but in the same way that he did all these things to try to, he was trying to make amends for all the things he's done wrong. And also the old guys like this, like turning point of him realizing, Oh, I'm just going to be like this guy. If I don't change my way, that does explain why the old dude told him like, take this, please. It's very important. There's people that will come after me <laughs> over this. And like, you never really see what's in that bag until the very end. <laughs> so- yeah. Yeah, beating him to death to want to take his stuff. I mean, I'd assume that the the young guys were just being assholes. Like they didn't actually, they didn't actually know he's a winning lottery ticket or something. That isn't. But, maybe someone can help me. I know I've seen another TV show or movie where that happens, where a bunch of young idiots beat up a homeless guy for no reason. That's in a lot of shit, dude. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I swear it's like a Japanese movie or something. And I just I keep. I'm like, which one is it? I can't remember. <laughs> the last time I, I started to bring up because I loved his franchise, but I always think of fucking Terminator One when Kyle Reese is like <laughs> takes the guy's homeless guy's fucking pants and he's like all beaten up, I guess, because he went he went fighting with his pants off. But I, I'm trying to think. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I gotta look it up. <laughs> now you got me thinking. Yeah, I can't think of anything a, directly. A, a YouTube compilation of. Young people beating up old people. <laughs> I mean, that's that that whole specific series. Say, bum fights are a thing. I mean, old I bums. Yeah, can both slice. Yeah, exactly. It's like you want to watch two people curb stomp each other over a cheeseburger that they don't <laughs> actually get because the guy eats it while they're fighting. <laughs> like what the heck? Pack of that, Velociraptors kills human compilation. Yeah, <laughs> like just... yeah. actually, there is there is a really good bum fight video. It, it's clearly like a parody thing, but these two guys that are bums are going to fight each other, and he convinces them to fight each other over a Little Caesars hot and ready, and they start <sighs> eating the Little Caesars hot and ready, and the two bums get up and see that, and they're like, that motherfucker, and they turn on him. 
<laughs> and they split the pizza. That's great. Yeah. Uh, the fucking mother, or not, or not the mother, I should say. Fake um, mother, not fake the mother. Mother. Yeah, the fake mother. <laughs> I I got super angry at her. Like I I also kind of, like they throw like in there like a oh she can't have kids kind of thing. So you kind of like feel bad she for lost her. her child. Yeah, yeah she had a miscarriage. Yeah. Yeah, so you kind of feel bad for her, but then you're just like, well, you just stole someone's child. I don't think I don't think she made that decision rationally. Like, no. I think she's lost it. That's oh, no, and there's one very key thing that tells you she lost it. She at stole least in the animation. Well, no, 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 okay. So she it's actually good doc talk, too. It's actually really common for is the reason why um, nursery wards have... Bullshit. Yeah, uh, nursery wards have alarms and stuff for a reason. They put like little things on the baby, uh, like little alarm bracelets, because the most common person to steal one is actually a mother who just lost a child. Mm. Aside I mean, from like someone sense. personally. Yeah. So it happens a lot and they go through psychosis. It's like a postpartum psychosis. And the, but the specific thing in the movie that stands out is she looks at the baby and the baby says, I want to go home now. The fact that she's hallucinating enough to hear the baby talk to her. Yeah. It's actually supposed to point oh. out to you she has completely lost her marbles because of like the distress she's under. I was gonna say it was the Satoshi Kone crazy face she had uh, earlier. <laughs> oh, she's right. I, I mean, that's that too. Was like, oh, I've seen this before. I was I, like, soon as she made that face, I'm like, oh, this is where it, it, it seeps in. This is where the craziness starts. <laughs> yeah, she she did make like the like the long face with the eyebrows, the like eyes, uh, yeah. yeah, like oh, <laughs> like, okay, something's off, something wrong with her. Um, but she now, like I mean, a Junji they... Ito fucking stare too. Like if you ever <laughs> read Junji Ito's fucking work, I was I like, mean, oh she... motherfucker, that child needs. Play, praise the Lord, get that child away from that crazy woman. Um, but fuck, like yeah, I, I, I get it, but I and I understand like the the mind breaks down when that happens. But at the same time, I'm like. When someone's pregnant, like they, the mother connects with the child when the, the child's in her. Uh, like, what goes through that mother's mind to be like, I'm going to steal someone else's baby that's not growing from me? We just had a doc talk about this. Yeah. I know. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, what it, go, goes through their mind when that happens? Stop I, Dubs, yeah, Dubs, you, stop I, I think the only way for you to know, <laughs> you just, yeah, and you need to just get pregnant. And then lose the child, and you'll understand yeah. it. That's I the only way. Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. Uh, we could be pregnant. It's okay. it's happened before. You, okay. you keep bringing you, it back to Arnold Schwarzenegger. What's yeah, you an Arnold Schwarzenegger cinephile? You need to chill out. <laughs> <laughs> well, this didn't happen in kindergarten. Maybe some air. Come on, <laughs> that cookie down. <laughs> oh man! But final. I, I have nothing else to say but, but with this movie because everything is great. Like, I, I guess I could agree with Andy. There is times where I'm just like, everything is too uh, coincidental, and but it's written in a way where I was just like... That's the point, though. Yeah. Like, it, it writes its, like I said, it writes its own ticket for bullshit. And yeah. it does a really good job. But basically, that's the point of this movie is coincidental nonsense on mm-hmm. Christmas because it's a miracle. Man, imagine if Die Hard had that coincidental bullshit at times. It'd be a different but, movie. Yeah. It would be a different movie. Yeah. Oh, and also, real quick before we wrap up, this movie has uh, one of the truest statements in all of um, human culture, and that is, big breasts, cool. Yes, it's, it's, yeah. <laughs> 
That was, yeah. <laughs> like, what a statement. I almost forgot about the titties in this movie. Like, even though it's, like, out there, it's just, like... Oh, well, it's fuck. not like, you know, like, feeding an infant isn't, like, sexy. So it's... Well... Your, your brain, like, treats it different, I guess. Depends I on who you ask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. true, true, but... Yeah, I'm looking at you, Jeffrey Epstein. Uh, <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa! Um, I got, a, I got a question. The assassination attempt. <laughs> what was with the Spanish fucking assassin? Like, is there That's like a, the a story I'm missing? I never get a concrete answer on watching this movie. <laughs> uh, which is funny, by the way, because uh, like they invite the child and uh, Miyoki and, and and it's like. They understand each other when they talk, even though they don't understand each other. Yeah, I wondered what that was like in the English up because I really like um, the assassin speaking to her in Spanish, and she barely puts together some English because that's the only other language she knows. <laughs> so, what happens in the English dub? Uh, so, in the English dub, it starts speaking Spanish and. The one it doesn't tell you what Sp- the Spanish is. It just no, it literally says either, speaking yeah. Spanish. Uh, <laughs> thankfully, I understood a good bit of it. I, I was like, "Oh, okay." Like the guy's actually telling her, "It's okay. I'll keep you safe. I have a place to take you. You can feed the baby. I know the baby's hungry and you're cold. Don't worry." He's like trying to reassure her and take care of her. Not at any point is he trying to be malicious at all. Yeah. And she's like, and she just goes along with it. But she speaks Spanish in the movie, but she does like broken Spanglish. Uh, okay. But yeah, same same concept. But yeah, um, it's yeah, not basically. funny to me that it's, it's a whole third language. All right. Yeah, they're, <laughs> yeah. There's still the the big breast cool is still. I'm in gonna kayfabe this. Do you think <laughs> that the guy that he killed did like a par- pyramid scheme to him, and that they're like poor now, and that's why he shot? The dude. Maybe well, he didn't kill him. Later, yeah, he lives, and later on the radio, they're like, maybe it's like a, a gang thing. So maybe it was a gang thing. I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, know. it's it's kind of strongly presumed that the and they don't really outright say the guy's part of yakuza or anything, but well, it's heavily presumed that, like so they're yakuza. Yeah. yeah, I mean, well, he's talking about they like run that club, and this money lender is one of his guys that's marrying his daughter. Like, they're yakuza. I guess yeah, so. oh, absolutely. Kiryu was in the too. background. He saw him. Yeah, like, Kiryu yeah. was there. I'm pretty sure. I guess the Latin Kings made it to Japan. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. They, they never make it 100 percent clear, but something something like that. And also, I think it's another. Uh, it's it's um it's a more diminished form of like the miracle bullshit in this movie that um, Gein sees the guy and says well, that's that's the guy whose fault it is that I'm poor and homeless. It's his fault. And of course later he, he, he reneges on that and says, I did, he didn't run up the debts. I did. And I think part of that is like, look at how evil this guy is. I'm going to attack him with a champagne bottle. And then the guy takes a bullet for his future father-in-law. Like, you know, it's kind of a selfless act for a ruthless Yakuza money lender to do. Right. Yeah. yeah. Also like his, one of his guys. And then what is, uh, what does Gein do as soon as it happens after? He's like, hey, are you okay? Is he all right? Yeah. He, and then when he hears the guy's going to live, he's like, oh, that's great. That's good. Yeah, he's relieved to hear he's going to live. Yeah. That felt like another layer of like the, the Christmassy mm-hmm. you know, goodwill toward men kind of nonsense. In this yeah, because I don't think he wanted to kill him. I think he just wanted to like beat the shit out of him with yeah. a... The, he's just projecting his own... He, he, 
he'd been drinking. It's, you get drunk in Wrathful, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Dude, his rage, he was like hulking up like Hulkamania. It was like <laughs> until the like gunshot happened, like fucking Arn Anderson, Glock Anderson, and shot him. But sorry. <laughs> wrestling talk. Two wrestling references. But uh, yeah. honestly, there's there's a lot of like real fun moments in this movie and i could I, it's fun to quote a lot of it but i mean i'm okay with with wrapping it up i i've recommended this movie forever i love this movie to death I, i'm gonna keep watching it almost every christmas i'm probably i'm probably gonna watch this movie again within the next week in japanese now that i've watched there it you go. i want, I, I want I to watch, watch it anyway because i've never seen it there you go yeah well amazon prime zach what about you oh yeah recommend yeah i highly recommend this movie and it's going in my christmas uh wheelhouse of movies uh, yeah yeah along, along with die hard because <laughs> die hard is a christmas movie. Uh, again this movie i mean this isn't going to help our listeners as much though i think it quite possibly will because they they recycle the same sales from black friday up through christmas but it's uh it's on sale on blu-ray right now it's got the christmas and english dubs on it you'd have a better copy than me so yeah, check it out yeah i'm probably gonna buy it all right andy what is the movies that you're going to pick? Because you have a double feature because of the length of the movie. Yeah, um, I'm picking... The, like, I've got like a micro theme to this. And it's like... Um, you're all, you know, it's, uh, it's mid-December. You're off school. You're not doing anything. The weather outside sucks. What are you going to do? Sit inside, watch stuff on television. This is the kind of nonsense you're going to watch. You're going to get your... Your eggnog and the fudge your mother made. My mother always made Christmas fudge every year. And uh, watch nonsense cartoons. But these are extra nonsense because they're also like obscure weird stuff because I didn't just want to choose Charlie Brown and the Grinch or something predictable like that. So um, we're going to watch the animated adaptation of A Christmas Carol from 1971. Uh, it's uh, If you have trouble finding which one it is, it's the one that won an Oscar for Best Short Film. And um, then we're going to watch Santa Claus and the Magic Drum, which is uh, an animated Christmas short from Poland, Finland. I, I've never seen that. One. I can't remember. It's one of those. It, it's it's uh, it's from some European country. It's going to be subtitled. I'm sorry. <laughs> but uh, they're both available on YouTube for free to, to anyone. So by all cool. means, if you're if you're a, if you're a listener. You don't always follow along with us. This stuff's just free, and they're both fairly short. They're both, um, I think one's 40 minutes and one's just shy of 50, maybe? I can't remember. But I've got links to them in the document for you guys to watch. But there is, I guess, several different dubs of Santa Claus and the Magic Drum, so if you want to find your own, go for it. But, I've, yeah, we're going to watch just some, just some cartoons. I've never seen them before, so I can't speak to their... What's the length of them quality. again? 30 minutes? Uh, something like that. 30, 40... All right, cool. All right, so remember to watch those movies and then come back and we will talk about those movies and also rank them. Um, so be prepared for some ranking next episode. But before we get into the host credit scene, um, you know what? We haven't heard from this fucking New Yorker. Hello, you podcast freaks. It is your boy, Vince Russo, and I just wanted to tell you about this podcast called Getting Some Color with Joe Dubs, Zach, and Shaz. They, every bi-weekly on Thursdays, bro, they review old school, and hopefully they get up to the golden era where I was the one who created the Attitude Era, 
And then also, when I did great things in WCW by putting the world title on David motherfucking Arquette. Let me tell you, bro, I am the best booker in the world. Better than Jim fucking Cornette, bro. He has nothing on me. He doesn't know about entertainment. He's telling me about faces and heels. He don't know nothing. I create great matches like bro on a pole match. Anyways, like I said, every Thursday, bi-weekly at 10 p.m. Eastern Time, catch getting some color, bro. You won't be disappointed, bro. Zach, what are you doing? (laughs) I was miming his his, little gif there. Yeah. (laughs) It's funny because, like, that's probably how he talks with his hands, like, 24-7 anyway. Um, So, anyway... Host credit scene, this is where we what the hell we've been watching, playing, or doing. I'll start it off because I I did like a little uh fucking vague comment in our Facebook Messenger about using my time for some like deep talk. Um so I played NHL twenty four. Who gives a shit? Did you look in a mirror for a few hours and realize you're a piece of shit? Yeah, that's true. Uh, <laughs> I'm retarded. <laughs> 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 so i, I watched this podcast called the uh, it's from colin moriarty's the last stand he also did kind of funny if you remember him he also did ign as well uh beyond podcasts and they it, consolation is where they like talk about like random shit like deep talk stuff and all that stuff and one of the topics was about a content creating uh, where everything is like, do you change when you become obsolete? <laughs> and Andy knows, I think Andy and Zach know like how long I've been content creating. This is like all the way back to like geek bunker or Andy knows right network with uh, Adam and all that stuff where I was doing like a bunch of stuff, but I did stuff before Adam as well where I've always done podcasts or content creating, and I've always been trying to get that, I guess a high of, you know, getting viewership in some way. Now with Riot Network and Geek Bunker, we did have people that used to interact in our streams and stuff and in our uh, podcasts. And, you know, I'm not going to lie. I kind of do miss that at some times. And we, in big trouble we do get some downloads it's not like we don't get any downloads but we get zero interaction just to be you know transparent with people nobody says anything in the youtubes nobody says anything in the reviews they just give us five stars hopefully that's not one of us <laughs> being like i'm giving us five stars but we I do have five two. star reviews our podcast what I said I gave us two. I think we're a two-star podcast. Yeah, we're a two-star podcast. <laughs> we're the best two-star podcast out there. <laughs> so I, I, I've been doing this for a really, really long time. Uh, and this is not me being like, I'm going to fucking end it right now. This is the last episode. <laughs> like the, but uh, deep. Dubs kills himself live on air. Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> Just like that reporter uh, in the 70s. I don't do that. That's a lot of paperwork. I don't do yeah. that. Yeah. Um, I talked to Chaz at Disney Springs and stuff, and I said... What I like about our podcast is, is like, it, it seems like we're all on a like a couch in a living room just shooting this shit. That's what I love about our podcast and stuff. But 
I, I would be lying to you where I would hope that we would get. I want listeners to listen to us because in all reality, we could do this in a discord and just fuck around. Right. <laughs> and at, at the same time, I would also be like, I could also record this like that weird friend who brings a video camera to everywhere we go <laughs> kind of thing. We're just like, I want to record our conversation in that. Like a found just, footage movie. Yeah, like a found footage movie. movie. That's funny you bring that up because that's what I thought about all day at work. I'm like, how can I like, like, rep- uh, present this to someone? I'm like, a found footage movie kind of sounds similar, where you have that weird friend who records stuff. So, like, I thought about things like, you know, do I have like a five year plan from this point on? Where, and my question to you guys is, how long do you guys want to do podcasting? <laughs> like. Do you see yourself being doing this in the future? Like, even if we had the same type of like downloads where it's like, and I'm going to be transparent with you guys. It's usually like 20 to like 30 downloads per episode. Uh, Sometimes low end of like maybe 15. Uh, And me, Andy and, you know, Zach, we've been doing this for a while, but me and Andy had been doing, doing this from the beginning of 2017, I think, or 2018. So we've been doing this for a while. Um, do you guys see doing this in the future, even if it's like this amount of downloads? Uh, I don't know. I feel like just doing it till I get sick of doing it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like I mean I didn't join with the idea. If I wanted to to go do something and be successful and get a bunch of people to watch me, I'd I'd probably like drop all of my life and go and, and try to become some type of professional card gaming nonsense. But I just, I end up doing a lot of uh, dabbling a little bit in everything that mm-hmm. I just enjoy and please. And I really enjoy this. And I, I will say this, like for my own mental health, like since it's, it is a season and everything, you guys don't realize how, how much that was helpful. Just being stuck in, in your house not being able to interact with other people. And the people I did interact with were like at, in a hospital setting and it was like the worst situation to be in because you got all these people that are sick that also don't want to believe that what they have is real. So that was real fun. Uh, so, I mean, for me to be in the level of burnout and stuff, I was, um, and, and have something like this to look forward to each week. Um, I never felt like it was a job. I've never, I've never felt like it was work or something. If it felt like it was a chore each time we did it to that point, then yeah, I'd probably not want to do it anymore, regardless of how successful we were. Mm hmm. So to the same extent, like I would be just like Zach, I, I would want to stop doing it once I just thought, oh, this isn't fun anymore. I enjoy it. But yeah. for, for what it's worth, though, since I am covering that sentimental part, thank you guys for having me be a part of it. And I'm 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 glad that we're all we we like sit around and like shoot the shit and stuff. Like again, I'm not like be like we need to fucking end this now but it's just like at the same time i've been doing this forever but i i kind of want to hear from andy because me and andy's been doing this for a while do you see doing this even though we hit the same amount of time like downloads and all that stuff yeah of course um yeah it's always been about trying to find i i i really want i i know you guys have seen that i try to uh push for like some seriousness or improvements here and there but 
yeah, you're right. Maybe it's more fun that it does seem like we're sitting on a couch and having a conversation. You know, podcasts like that are a dime a dozen, but that doesn't mean that we can't have fun doing hours our way. Mm-hmm. But I, I am more. I, I want to. Um, I want to improve and branch out and do other things. I, man, if my computer wasn't a piece of crap, I'd be. I'd be doing some other stuff like uh, podcasters past Metal Gears on that that failing back burner until my computer quits being an asshole. Yeah. Yeah, I like I thought about things like we always like to do different things. We have Zach's They Game, um, which we did. We recorded, you know, the first episode for that. Uh, we also have getting some color. I know we're trying to, like, consolidate a little bit with the Lost in Nightmares, where we're like doing our Resident Evil thing with They Game. That's still in the works right now as far as what we're doing with that. Because we still need to do our Resident Evil 4 since uh, I, I still need to play the... Uh, I was going to say, I'm the only one that played the DLC. <laughs> yeah, I'm the only one that played... Uh, I haven't played the DLC yet. But <clears throat> there's other topics that I love to do. And again, with transparency, I thought of an idea where it's not a weekly, it's not a monthly uh, thing. It's part of a big trouble thing or big trouble network presents type of thing. And it's called a one-off. So certain topics, certain things that I, or you guys want to do, we could be like, all right, we're doing a one-off podcast about lost a TV show, (laughs) because that's, that's one thing. That's my favorite TV show of all time, by the way. And I know some, some of my friends, my old friends that used to watch the show, might want to do uh, down in the future. There's also other talks that I like want to do as well, like AI and all that stuff. And <laughs> is there aliens out there in space? Like there's so much like other talks that I want to do, but at the same time, I don't want to make it like a weekly podcast because <laughs> one, that's a lot of work um, to find like topics. And I also don't want to go down the rabbit hole of being like, all right, well, we're talking about the Mandela effect this week because I had to find something weird and all that stuff to talk about. So that that's something like I thought about recently as doing like a one-off thing as well. Um, I mean, I think, I think to reflect, I think you got to pick, you got to figure out what you want to get out of this podcast. Like if the goal, if your end goal is to make it something more, no, like that, then how to... it's it's not even that. Like I've always said to Andy, I've always said to Adam, I always said to people in the past, I don't want a big thing. I just want someone that is listening to talk to us, even if it's one person that just says, "Hey, I like your shit," <laughs> like, and then brings up topics and stuff, or maybe writes into the show once in a while. Because when you listen to a podcast, when they do have listeners. They always have a segment of, hey, let's hear from our fans and stuff. And they were like, give a question and we would like discuss it and stuff. Like, I don't want to become big, but I also don't want to like also waste bandwidth at at certain times. Just like editing because editing is work. Um, What you guys, some of you guys don't see the back end of what I do um, as far as editing. And don't get me wrong, I'm not complaining <laughs> because of the AI shit that I've been doing lately. <laughs> if you guys haven't been listening to the episode, 
I'm loving that. <laughs> I'm loving I like it a lot too. Yeah. yeah. So like I, I love doing that, but at the same time, it's still work and it's still time that I put on my time to get it out there every Sunday at 12 a.m. 12 a.m. Eastern time. So what I do want is some type of payback, whether it's just one person or 50 people. It doesn't need to be millions of listeners like we do not need to be the next joe rogan podcast so that's all i'm saying is like there is a point where i'm just like i could always just record us talking and shit and just throw it up there uh because i love talking to you guys i think it's a pleasure every fucking week doing this but at the same time make it into like official show and stuff and getting it out there and then having no interaction kind of bums me out sometimes but i also do cherish the times i spend with you guys so that's that's all i wanted to say as far as the deep talk this is not being like i'm quitting or anything but at the same time there is going to be me pushing things as far as trying to get at least one listener to interact uh but that's just me andy what about you as far as your stuff uh what the hell you've been playing watching or doing Oh, well, geez, I get to follow that, huh? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Good luck. Eh, don't worry. Mine's really simple. Um, I, uh, I've i been telling myself I was going to do this for years. I finally did it. I uh, re-upped my Crunchyroll subscription. But I didn't. Nerd. I didn't really do it, like, on the site. They they added it to Amazon, and that's what I wanted. I want to be able to, because I got a Fire Stick on both televisions, and here at the computer, I can just use, you know, video.amazon. And that way you can pick up where you left off from wherever you're at. And that's what I wanted. So uh, I got that and I got access to all these anime I've been meaning to watch for so long. All the stuff that's been on my list that I just like, well, that sounds really good. That sounds like something I'll enjoy. What have you watched? Uh, so I uh, watched, started watching uh, Dragon Ball again. <laughs> the, fir- the original. <laughs> the original. <laughs> Nice. How many times have you seen Goku's pee pee already? Like four times? Oh my god, four, five, ten. Yeah, Yeah, that was too long ago. I was like, oh man, I did not remember this. But now uh, I'm up to episode uh, 50. Oh shit, you're deep. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like a third of the way into it. Oh yeah. uh, I love that. I love that show. I I think part of me is always like, yeah, I like Dragon Ball the best. I think it makes me feel special. I think I'm being a douchebag when I say that because I think I'm like, everyone else likes Z, but I like Dragon Ball because I appreciate the humor in it. (laughs) But I actually do appreciate the humor in it. It's very funny. (laughs) No, it is. No, I I actually, I I really liked watching Dragon Ball and then watching, I just immediately watched Dragon Ball Z after it. And there was a lot of growth to see there too. It's it's actually funny in contrast to what Zach and I have been talking about the last few weeks uh, with Super where Goku feels like an idiot in super but he shows it's like he threw away all the traits that he built on it's like he regressed it's like he went yeah. back to being a child again mm. that's yeah, uh weird. that's part of what i wanted to get crunchyroll for is to finally watch super because i started super's it still, once super still I, worth watching it's yeah and i will it's just, super's fantastic yeah I, what it was is i was i started it up and i added a bunch of stuff to my watch list that i was like yeah i want to watch this i want to watch this this sounds good this is cool these are all the gundam series i haven't watched yet and uh, then I was playing Assassin's Creed 3, the only other thing I've done. And I was like, well, I, I want to put something on I don't have to, like, tune into, you know? 
and uh, Dragon Ball was that thing. And now, even when I'm not playing Assassin's Creed, Dragon Ball's just on. Uh, I'm eating breakfast, Dragon Ball's on. Uh, I'm home for my lunch break, Dragon Ball's on. I'm getting ready for bed, Dragon Ball's on. No, like, it's just, it's just that that has been my thing. And uh, honestly, I don't know if I'll stick with this. You know, I'm, I'm, you know, infamous for starting a show. I really like it, and then just not even finishing it. But I really want to watch all of Dragon Ball, and then watch all of Z. And then finally watch Super. I just I feel like that'd be the way to do it, but we'll see. That's like what seven hundred episodes or something. We'll see what happens. I can do it. But yeah, other than that, I played a bunch of Assassin's Creed Three. I like that game a lot, and um, it's it's the kind of game I can tell I like, but I'm not going to be able to defend it. <laughs> like that game, <laughs> that game is full of jank and like just nonsense and really frustrating. Like I failed this. And it's not my fault I failed it. It's Ubisoft's fault that I failed it. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Mm. It's not but, a flaw. It's a feature. But <laughs> I love playing it because it makes me feel so smart. So smart. Because I'm like walking around and they're like, all oh, these people are pissed off and it's Boston. I'm like, what? wait, what year is it? And I like figure out before it happens, oh, I'm, I'm heading to the Boston Massacre. Or something like, you know, Samuel Adams is telling me about something and uh, they're like, they're taxing tea and this guy's selling it on the black market and we're going to go down to the docks and say, oh, we're going to throw that tea in the water. I know what's happening. Like, it makes me feel smart that way. I like that a lot. Um, but yeah, I've enjoyed it a lot just because I like that period. I, I've realized I was researching the other Assassin's Creeds. I made a list of the ones I want to play and based off of I like this historical period and I'm just gonna play those. I just I'm done with the 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 connecting story. It it uh back in the day I was obsessed with like oh, I want to see the end of Desmond's story. This is really interesting. And now that I'm playing three, it made me do something as Desmond, and I was pissed off. It was so <laughs> lame. I hated it. <laughs> so I don't know. I, I've had a bit of a reversal there, but again, it's a lot of fun. Uh, again, it's not the kind of thing I'm gonna. Everyone should play this game. It's a masterpiece. It's not. I like it though. <laughs> and it's great on Switch, by the way. What's that? You played it on Switch? Yeah, I got it on Switch. Is it good? Like it, how's he playing on, on its Switch? Is it janky because it's the Switch or I don't know that for a fact, but my suspicion is it's janky because it's Assassin's Creed. <laughs> <laughs> I, again, I don't want to like be a dick toward Ubisoft over this. No, they deserve I've it. played some Ubisoft games and a lot of them got a lot of that jank in it. How's the yeah. frame rate? How, it's fine. I, I haven't noticed anything bad about the frame rate. It's all like mm-hmm. gameplay bullshit. And uh, I've clipped into surfaces a few times, but not like egregiously so. It's just like Connor's like in a wall and then he's back out of it. And I'm like, oh, that's a little weird. But whatever. Yeah. Just just iffy stuff. Nobody's like lost their face. Nothing like that. No, yeah. It, not not like all that famous Unity stuff. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's all it's all pretty like manageable. It's all if you played if you played the old 360 PS3 era Assassin's Creed games, then you probably know exactly what I'm talking about. There's just that jank in it still. They didn't quite iron that, it all out. But that I just, just, I just had the it I think like the, the 3D, like the PS2 and the PS3 era. Or like those, or Xbox 360 era, they have that era of stank on them because people are trying to figure out that type of technology. And definitely... some games, some games like really like clean it up and make it hard to tell that the jank's there, but it's there. Some didn't, some, some didn't hide it at all. One of my favorite yeah. games is a Castlevania game that looks it, it looks as great as it does hideous. 
And it's because of that PS2 era nonsense. But but yeah. A lot of no, but I still like it. I also really like um there th- there's like a part where you're just hunting and the music that's playing is like a Native American choir or something. That's that stuff's so cool. Like what other video game has that in it? It's just neat. Oh. I like it. Fun game. Maybe Prey from 2006. <laughs> I don't know. Um, Assassin's Creed 3 was like the good game before it started like diving down into shitness until uh, Black Flag. Uh, so Black Flag's next, isn't it? I thought it was Unity after that. No, Black, Black Flag, is Black Flag then Unity, then Syndicate. historically three was a low point for the series everybody was really hype about three and it was a big disappointment to a lot of people yeah a lot of people were like oh i don't like three as much but but now that i'm playing it i'm like those people are fucking insane no it's an indictment to the public education system they don't care about the time period because they didn't learn about it that's what i think think that's what a lot of it is i admit when i was younger (laughs) i couldn't have been more bored by the revolutionary war but now that I'm older and I like appreciate it on a different level, I'm like, oh man, this 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 shit's really cool. I like this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Some right. people didn't like the other games because they're like, like Vikings are fine because they've watched a bunch of television shows about them, but they don't give a shit about that. That one's not on my list, by the way. I don't want to play Valhalla. Oh, don't not, do it. Not interested. I've, <laughs> I've listened to other like podcasts. People talk about that game, and it's like you can play any other vanilla game like this, and you'll get the same experience, but yeah. just. Viking flavor over it. That's all it is. I want to play the Greek one. I want to play the Egyptian one. I want to play the Persian one. Cool. Cool. All right. Chaz, what about you? What the hell have you been watching, playing, or doing? Yeah, so I had I had some fun stuff happen this weekend. So uh so as far as watching stuff, I, I've not watched a ton of other stuff. Uh, I convinced my wife to watch Eight Crazy Nights. She hated it. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of expected. She's like, "Oh, that was just really gross." I'm like, "But what, what about the story?" And, and then that's she, a technical file. Yeah, I just kept, so like you watched it again. Yeah, so that's that's what's funny about it. I kept having that song stuck in my head. I kept going around the house, so that's a technical file. I kept doing shit like that, and she was like, "What's that from?" And then that's how it sparked. Oh, well, watch this. It's it's not that long. Uh, she did not like that. Um, I did watch the the movie Elemental. This like one of the more recent Disney movies that came out. Um, it's it's a cute movie. I liked it. It, it was it was good. It was a it was a fun movie. There was a lot of really good humor in it. That was really clever. Um, it's a movie about actually it's a spot on movie for like I don't know how Disney does that. They'll find a movie that's gonna hit r- right at the same time something else in like the world is going on. Uh, it's it's blown up. That movie comes out, and then all this stuff with uh, Gaza is happening. So the movie actually ties into that, pertains to that, because it's about uh, inclusivity and just general, you know, treat people well regardless of their culture they come from. And uh, I don't know, it's it's a really good movie. Um, but uh, let's see, I don't think there was anything else I watched other than just random kids' cartoons with my daughter, whatever she's into. Uh, games, I, I dabbled a little bit labbing MK1, but not, not a whole lot of anything. Uh, I'm getting ready for a Lorcana tournament in a few weeks, uh, and the new set just came out. I actually have some stuff to show off there, so I'll get my camera for in a sec um, and show off. Um, but uh, I've just been playing a lot on Pixelborn, and I like feel like I'm nowhere trying to figure out what I'm going to play. Uh, 
but that, that'll come up. Uh, so this weekend was uh, Apex Gaming's uh, Invitational for Magic the Gathering. So I went to an event on Friday, so the last chance qualifier, thinking, oh, I'll try to play. Maybe I'll just play in some side events for the weekend if things don't pan out. Well, I ended up getting second place in, in qualifying for their event um, and then went to the, the 20K event on Sunday. And um, so the deck that I played, a little, little backstory, the deck that I played um, was fine as is, but a very uh, a new set just came out, a lot, uh, Lost Caverns of Ixalan, and a card in that set was going to be a big upgrade for my deck. The problem is no one's opened the stuff because it literally came out that weekend. There's no way to get it. So my only chance of getting it because no one had it was just open packs. So I, I went on a little bit of a, a high roll spree and I opened like three to four booster boxes worth of packs. And I wanted to get three or four copies of the card. Unfortunately, I only opened two. Enough said, it's fine. I ended up putting that, that card in the deck. Uh, we played round one. I won round one because of the card I added, which was that was confirming, or, you know, or, uh, affirming to me. Oh, okay, this was the right thing to do. So round two, uh, they announced how many total people we have. And again, this is an event where you have to win or place like top two or top four in one of their big events in order to play in this event. Um, and then twenty thousand in prizes were going to be given away. Well, they uh, they only had sixty five people that qualified. And they were going to already automatically pay out the top 64. I think up to 80 people were qualified, but due to like travel and weather and illness, people couldn't come. So long story short, they had 65 people and 64 of the 65 would get paid. And they decided, fuck that. We're going to pay 65. So whatever 33rd to 64 get, 65th gets it too. And we all cheered and it was great. And then my brain decided, oh, there's nothing else to play for. You won. You can leave now. So I played like dog shit the rest of the day and I didn't win another game. Uh, so I got top 64. I I don't know where my actual ranking ended up being. It didn't matter. I got my $100, and that was it. Um, but when I was opening those packs, I didn't look to see what I opened, right? Like, I, I just op – I was looking for that one very specific card. Um, I wasn't paying attention to what rares I opened, anything else. I was like, oh, I'll get to that later. So I get home, and I go through the rares, uh, and I notice, like, these Jurassic Park cards. And I'm like, oh, that's neat. They made, and I'm going to show them off in just a second to you guys as we're, we're talking, but um, I guess I'll just go ahead and start doing some of that now. But I, I look, and I'm like, oh, these are really cool looking. And one of them has, like, all of them are just, like, full art cards that look neat, but then one of them actually is a logo, has a foil logo on it. Well, I don't have that card with me anymore because I looked up that card and found out how much it was worth. Um, it, it is currently selling on eBay anywhere from 900 to $1,200. So, yeah. yeah, so it'd be for me to, like, go on a spontaneous spree and open up a $1,000 card and, and be able to sell it. So it's already been shipped. I've already sold it. I sold it for $1,000. So, uh, but there is the stuff. I managed to get the Disney 100 collection, collection stuff, which was kind of neat because I didn't think I'd get a chance to get it. And then this is a Madame Mim from the new set that I opened. I have a pack. It's one of the full art enchanted. I think it's still sitting at, like, $300 or something. So, that was fun. Uh, for and audio then, listeners, what card is that? Uh, it's Madame Mim Purple Dragon. Um, I was going to say, this will be very interesting for our listeners. Oh, that, that is true. Yeah, sorry. Uh, and then the cards I mentioned before, they're the six cards that are included in the Disney D100. It's like Stitch, Elsa, Mickey Mouse, Genie, Maui, Maleficent. Um, 
But yeah, the Madam Mim uh, Dragon card, it's a, the full art enchanted card version. And then I was going to put out the, the dinosaurs. Now some of these dinosaurs are just like ones in the set that are like half full arts that go with it. And then the bottom ones are actually the Jurassic Park cards I have. So oh, Jurassic Park. I, I thought you were talking about dinosaurs as a TV show. Like they made fun, <laughs> they made fucking training cards for that. That'd yeah, so like the set itself has these. Like these are just like full arts that are all arts, and then there's Dino oh, DNA. Shit, that's cool. Yeah, there's Giganosaurus and that's Elliot Allen, and then this is the card I opened both this and the foil emblem of Don't Move, which is like one of the most expensive cards that you could open. So I that's the one that I I sold right away. Like, and yep. what what card set is this from? Uh, so it's a special set uh, of Jurassic Park. They're they're actually they're doing even more of it. They've been doing all these like cross promotional. They call them Universes Beyond, where they just find like a uh, whatever franchise or something, and they just make a bunch of cards of it. Ironically, they're actually going to be doing Marvel series over the next couple of years. They just got a big deal with with Marvel, and they're going to start making Marvel Universe cards. That's um, interesting. Yeah, <laughs> it is, isn't it? Disney has a game, and they're like, "Oh, Marvel!" You don't say Sp Spider-Man and, and Magic, but uh, but yeah, um, but uh, I guess those just came in the packs. Like you could open those in the packs of cards uh, in the boosters that I bought for the new set of Magic. Like, but you can buy, I guess, certain ones. But those you have to just open, and they're randomized. And I, the one I open, I guess, is like a serialized card. Like they they're only they're only going to make like a hundred of them or whatever. And they're like marked, like which one that is. Like mine was like thirty something or whatever, and or whatever the number was on it, and it sold it. So I was like, I'm, I'm not holding on to this because I don't know what this is going to go up or down, whatever. But I'll take my money. I mean, I'm sure in a year I'll look and it'll be like ten thousand dollars. Why didn't I hold on to this? But whatever. Yeah. So never know. So yeah. But uh, but yeah, that's that's been my jam. Uh, like I said, oh. now I'm just gonna be doing some Mickey Mouse card battle now. I guess me and you could like announce this. Like, even though we'll probably have it by the time this episode comes out, me and you uh, got analog uh, pockets. <laughs> um, oh yeah, it's true. I forgot we did. Yeah. Uh, your ship? Yeah, it shipped. Okay, cool. Yeah, mine did too. I'm just waiting to get here now. Yeah, it's going through DHL, and then it's going to go through the postal service here in Florida. So that's okay. interesting. <laughs> yeah, it is a little different. Uh, I haven't. Like I have like a notification to like follow. I just haven't tracked it yet. I should probably pull that up and see. But any day now. Yeah, I can't wait. Uh, because my I think my Pokemon Yellow is in the fucking mailbox. Nice. <laughs> so, nice. Uh, I can't wait. I, I I literally can't wait to play fucking Pokemon. It, it, it's exciting and and you know Zach just found out recently. Like I'm a big handheld guy. Um, I have actually the Game Boy SP, which actually has uh, uh, fuck, what was that game? Fire Emblem, uh, one of the Fire Emblem for Game Boy Advance that I have on there. Uh, I I'm Fire digging. Emblem Advance. I think so. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's Fire Emblem and Fire Emblem Sacred Stones. That's right. I have okay. both of them. Oh, they just have both. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So, like, I I'm super excited and. After hearing you guys talk about the analog pocket and also my friend who just got it recently too, uh, I'm just excited to play handheld games again. I think that's that, Andy, I think that you're right. I think that's going to spark my gaming uh, craze again. About time. 
Yeah. He found the thing. Until yeah. they find a way to put NHL on his, his pocket. No, analog. God, fuck, no, please. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to get an NHL game on his Game Boy. I'm, we're doing I mean, it. I'm sure there's like a dozen NHL games he could get for it. Yeah, like Wayne Gretzky, something fucking hockey. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. We'll but, do it. Chaz, anything else? No, no. I just, that, that was it. All right. Zachary Rhodes, what about you? Well, baby, let me tell you something. <laughs> I, I've winded down with kings and queens, and I've slept in alleyways, eating pork and beans. No. <laughs> but uh, I've been still watching anime bullshit uh, when I have time to do it. Uh, I started, I, I picked back up watching Dragon Ball, actually. It's kind of funny. Andy starts, oh, I'm going to watch Dragon Ball again. <laughs> it's like, so, so am I. Wow. So am I. You guys are doing is this like the year long tombstone thing? Because I started with Super <clears> and then I was like, I want to go back and watch Dragon Ball. So that's the order I watched them in. I watched what? Super, then Dragon Ball, then Z. That's I think that's what I'm gonna end up doing. Uh but like <laughs> I I, it's just, it just kind of worked out that way. Well, I also watched uh uh the movie uh Dragon Ball Superhero. I forgot to add that. Um Ooh, it, I, I want to hear your opinions on that. Uh Let's see. Yeah, I don't really have much to say about Dragon Ball right now because I need to finish it. So uh, that that'll come later. Um, but superhero was uh, pretty cool. I think uh, the animation style change was a bit jarring to me, though. I had, it, I did not really totally get used to it. Yeah. Um, it's like so everything still. I know in anime they kind of cheat now. Like in modern times, they use a lot of CG. And yeah. they can pass it off as like cell, you know, animation. Um, but superhero is n- not even trying to disguise that it's CG, and it's weird. Like it actually almost looks more like some of the Dragon Ball video games than it does anime anymore. And I'm gonna be honest, I think some of the video games look better than what it does. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like. I still thought the story was pretty cool and interesting. Uh, Piccolo is more like the main character in it than anything, so it's kind of like it gets bonus points for me for that anyway. Good. Yeah, <laughs> like that, I will agree with you. The animation style is strange, especially the when they anytime they do like any movement. Yeah, that, that's what's so odd about it. It, it. it, I agree with you. It is jarring. That said, I've watched it twice now, and. Story wise, at least, like it's still fine to watch. It's good, like it's just it is different the the way the animation works. But um, yeah, if you're a Piccolo fan or you're a Gohan fan, they're trying to rehabilitate Gohan now. <laughs> yeah, the, these are these are the movies for you. There's also a little nod to Vegeta fans. Yes, yeah. I like. I, I like the, I'm not even gonna say anything, but like, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, it was cool though. Uh, I enjoyed it. Uh, it's kind. Of, it's just funny because I watched the Broly movie again before that, and the animation in that's like fucking amazing. So I went from that to this, and I was like, "What? Why did they do it this way?" <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I've watched them back to back as well. Uh, when I watched it the second time, I, I watched them back to back, and it is so different. It's like I don't know why they chose that direction, and they did get a lot of flack for that when the movie first came out. Like, I mean, tons of people still watched it, they enjoyed it, but 
you know, the people that get on their microphones or, or their megaphones rather and, and want to scream out loud, like they, they got out and this is stupid. I don't know why you would do this. I don't know how you made the animation anti-Semitic, but you did it. You know, like that <laughs> bullshit. Like, that, that's seriously though. A bunch of people like had a big outcry and they're like, I'm never watching this again. They ruined it. They ruined my childhood. Oh that's shit. Stupid. Yeah. Speaking of stuff like that a little bit, uh, I watched more totally not Mark videos because like ever since you plugged in and the, the ultimate, Dragon Ball Z review shit. Mm-hmm. I watched more of his videos a little bit. I watched the one he did for Dragon Ball Super. And I'm like a little bit over halfway through it, and I think he's being a little too nitpicky about it. <laughs> uh, I mean, like, don't get me wrong. It's not perfect, uh, and there's definitely criticism you, you can levy against it for sure. Like, mm-hmm. I still say, you know, honestly, like, unless you're like a super hardcore fan, you don't need to watch like the first two arcs at all. You can just skip that shit. Watch the movies and then just pick up like shortly after the Frieza arc ends. I think that's what I should have done because it, it got into like filler stuff and I got bored. And some of the filler and is stuff. like not good in it. It's just like any other filler in that whole franchise. Some filler is good. Some filler sucks. Yeah, yeah. They really try to stretch out the first two because then they were trying to write. <laughs> the rest of what they were going to do after those movies. So yeah, it, I feel like the pacing in those shows really picks up after Frieza. I would agree. Um, yeah. So yeah, if you watch the movies, you get what you need out of it without needing to really watch anything else. And then you can go right on. It's like episode 32 or something like that. Or I was trying to decide in that same vein, I, uh, it goes against everything that I actually enjoy because there's a lot of filler nonsense in z that i really like but i've never watched kai and i was thinking about watching dragon ball and then kai and then just getting on to super but i don't know what i'll do i'll tell you a secret it, it made me more excited to consider watching kai instead of z mm-hmm. uh I remember originally they stopped at cell saga well they went back and finished the majin Buu shit in kai which probably benefits the most from that out of anything hmm. so i i have watched all of kai uh, once, and I haven't watched any of it yet. It is, it is, it again because I had already watched the story and knew the story. I, I didn't necessarily miss anything. Like there's stuff out of it that's missing, and there are like funny bits that aren't necessarily covered, but that's okay. But it is a much cleaner, more refreshing way to get the story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I might do that because I've seen all of Z three, four times in my life. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um good way to do it yeah the biggest thing i'll I'll, I'll levy against the dude doing his criticisms and shit is he keeps picking it like how how why did he get stronger again for no reason it's like bro like did you forget about the damn you you forget about the zenkai boost every time a goddamn saiyan gets his ass kicked and he recovers he gets fucking stronger anyway (laughs) i mean that is literally all of the fourth arc i know and you keep saying, why, he, why does Trunks keep getting stronger? It's like, because he keeps getting his goddamn ass kicked and he survives it. <laughs> people also forgot about base power and shit. Like, they don't yeah. get that Trunks, be, like the hy- hybrid human Saiyans, their base power is hundreds of times stronger than their dads. Yeah. It, they by have default. to power up to me. Yeah, by default. So if they power up, the su- their Super Saiyan level is is going to be a lot stronger than the other because they're just multipliers. It's a whole God energy thing that takes it or divine energy. It makes it like way off whack. So I, I always thought that was a silly thing too. It's like, again, if you want to nitpick about something, go 
go fucking watch a science documentary. You know, I, it's anime. <laughs> like, yeah, what is this? My, my ultimate point about that though is you gotta be careful throwing too many stones in this this Dragon Ball house because you can nitpick and fucking start pulling on threads in any of these, any of these three series. And, and oh, start, a thousand million percent. And oh, start pulling the sweater <laughs> part. I love all these sweaters. But I don't want to yeah. like pull all the threads out of them. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're, you're not watching Dragon Ball for its like you know plot <laughs> structure or whatever. Yeah. yeah, it's like going to Toriyama. Hey, I, I really love your series and all, but I noticed that Launch disappeared after episode 27 of Dragon Ball Z, and she never don't came you, back up again. Don't, what don't you mention that to me? I'm still pissed off about that. Where's Launch? Where is she? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> I, I forgot about her. I just one day I just I ate a sandwich and poof, she disappeared. So did he. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, that's. Did you enjoy this? I don't know what you guys are talking about, so I'm just sitting here. He's <laughs> like, you know, Dragon Ball don't bullshit us. I know I've never Dra- heard about Dragon, Dragon Ball, Balls. but I don't fucking know the story of. All I know is that Vegeta and Goku. And Piccolo, I guess the green dude, right? I don't know, I know that, about those vegetables and that flute. Yeah, <laughs> one day, but no. Uh, <laughs> I also played uh, Spider-Man Two, and I beat it, and um, well, I liked it. Uh, I don't want to get too far in depth in that. I'll save that for next time we record for the game. So mm-hmm. the game, uh, good, good stuff though. Um, I will say, like on the whole, I sort of feel like. They might have stretched some things a little too far. Like, uh, uh, I think some of the Mary Jane missions, they stretched the suspension of disbelief in terms of like what that character can get away with a little bit too far to its limits. I think it's funny. Like, people complain about the Mary Jane in the first one, and they're just like, we're going to give her a taser. That's fucking great. (laughs) And I'm just like, okay, whatever. (laughs) At least they offered up, uh, like, it was a hand wave explanation but they had one for how she could even be able to do any of that stuff but it just gets stretched so far to the point where it's like how the fuck is she able to like be in this situation this is insane they should (laughs) add dlc and just like give her an assault rifle and then just make it a cover shooter for no reason (laughs) why why the fuck is this gears of war game (laughs) i don't know if you were picking my brain or not i'm sitting here thinking i need an alternate universe mary jane where she's the punisher and they oh, just yeah, get the gun. Yeah, it's funny that you say that because as the end point of the game, it turns into a survival horror game for her a little bit. Oh. <laughs> and if, I swear to God, I was like, I feel like I'm playing like one of the new Resident Evil games or some shit for like ten minutes. And yeah. it just, <laughs> but uh, yeah. Uh, also, read. I, I'm pretty much almost done with this. I was, as said, I've been reading Superboy volume one from, from the nineties. Uh, and I'm going to go ahead and like, I guess spill on that a little bit. Um, I swear to God, sometimes DC, when they like compile stuff for like, a uh, what's the word? A trade. Uh, they'll put it together in such a weird mishmashy kind of way that you can't really follow the story. Like what's happening. That drives me crazy. They they're, did they're, that with um, Death of Superman when I was reading it. And I was like, what, "What? This is in the wrong fucking place." Yeah, it, like they're just really bad about that. I notice. Uh, like 
so this takes place after all that business is settled, I guess, because he's Superboy now. Like before that whole deal was like, I'm Superman. And Steel's like, no, dog, I'm Superman. And then no, dog. there's that one asshole <laughs> cyborg, <laughs> that one asshole cyborg Superman who's insane that this is Yeah, the eradicator. And then like there's somebody else I'm forgetting about, but whatever. <laughs> like uh but it's after all that stuff. And it's kind of like, you know, setting his, you know, deal up where, where he's going to go. He decides he wants to go to Hawaii because that's where all the babes are at, bro. And I mean, who? I, that checks out. I I can't blame him. This is the 90s in Hawaii where it, you don't realize it's like a total hellscape. Yet yeah, they probably have all those shirts where, like, if you hold your hand against it, it changes color where your hand was. Yeah. And Honolulu <laughs> is not on fire yet. It's all good. And then, and uh, uh, Superboy also has rad taste in music. He keeps referencing like grunge albums and shit. And I'm like, yeah, this rules. I love this guy. And and then he, he keeps saying like his his lingo is like on fucking point. Like it's not poser shit. It actually is like legitimate. It's like you know how people make up a character that's supposed to be contemporary for like targeted towards like younger audiences. Hello fellow kids. Hello fellow kids. He's not actually hello fellow kids. He's actually on point for the time period. (laughs) And I I just, I don't know. That's something about that's actually cool, but there's not a lot of depth to a lot of the story and shit uh, in it. I feel, I feel like they're still trying to figure out what the hell they're going to do with them at the, at the moment. I would feel like Superboy would listen to audio slave. I don't know. No, he's talking about listening to like Liz Fair and fucking like Soundgarden and fucking Hole and shit. And I'm like, yeah, man, right, right on. I feel it. And he talked about how it's like, this looks like something from Mystery Science Theater. I'm like, fuck yeah, man. According to the same shit. <laughs> so I like this guy by default. I think what I really like about DC Comics is like, there's a lot of shit, uh, but there is like. There, there's gold mines that happen in there, like with Green Lantern, with Ethan Van Skyver, um, and then, uh, you know, Bane with, uh, oh, fuck, what's his name? Chuck Dixon. Chuck, Yeah, Chuck Dixon and all that stuff. Like, you, you get those, like, sprinkles in there, and you're just like, fucking rad. Like, that's cool. Uh, and obviously, uh, uh, Batman uh, detectives and all that stuff with Chuck Dixon as well. Uh, mm-hmm. But... Man, there's a lot of shit where I'm just like, why the fuck am I reading this? There's, there's ebbs and flows, uh, but more importantly, there's periods in time over several years where times are better than others, depending yeah. on like what which publishing house we're talking about and whatnot. Um, but uh, overall, I guess I could like very lightly recommend it if you're like wanting to like branch out maybe look at another super character that's not superman it's just kind of a fun light read it feels like a comic you would buy back then around that time and be like what's the Superboy like and then you read it and you're like this guy's kind of cool and that's just kind of like the feeling you're left with and then he superman a, comes back somehow superman <laughs> is, he does appear in it um there's also a, a version of Superboy. There's some time bullshit going on when they were doing their their world-ending goddamn uh, world event that reset everything back then. I forget mm-hmm. what that one was called. Um, he met a lame-ass Superboy uh, who was like, gee golly gosh, like like that. Like he was like the Superboy. If Superboy was like still doing 50s, 60s shit, and it's like he was clashing up against him, and it was like kind of funny. It was a crisis? <laughs> Was Crisis the? 
I think it was Infinite of? Crisis. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. That, that's what I, it's what I thought. I was like, Crisis something. something. See, crisis I get on that. Infinite Earths is a thing, dude. Yeah. I get those confused because they keep calling them crisis crises, and yeah. like there's so many of them, and they just kind of blend together. Is that, yeah. is that connected to the Flashpoint stuff with Flash? Uh, no, this is before. This is when the Green Lantern freaks the fuck out and like. Oh yeah, that's right. Like, yeah, I love that. This <laughs> is also, it's also when Barry Allen just disappears, right? Uh, it's. it's I think crisis. this is a result of that. Yeah, that's yeah, the end result. Yeah, Barry Allen just disappears. Everyone thinks he died to save them all, but actually, he was he was literally running so fast that death couldn't catch him, and he comes back thirty years later. What so, a yeah. retcon! <laughs> he was so fast, he didn't know. But um, yeah. Yeah, I'll give it a light recommend though. Uh, if I ever catch any more like out there in the wild and they're like priced good, I'll probably pick it up. Um, there was also uh, oh, that's it. That's everything I did. Never mind. <laughs> okay. I started reading the news shit uh, I had written in. So. Yeah, uh, I'm probably. Uh, I mean, I know this pay per view is going to be out in already. Uh, Survivor Series. I'm kind of looking forward to because. Randy Orton's coming back. Randy uh, Keith yep. Orton is back. Yeah. yeah, I like how they they decided to say he was coming back. Cody Rhodes is like, yeah, we got our fifth guy, which I called it by the way. I told you it was going to be Drew McIntyre, Randy the Orton. Fuck. And he's like, I, you can say I have a legacy with this guy. And there's voices in his head. <laughs> it's yeah. like, okay, fucker, <laughs> we get it. Damn, I right. tell you what, they just need to give that man like some type of product. Man, I love drinking this Gatorade. The <laughs> water sucks. It really, really sucks. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, next week we're gonna be talking about a Christmas Carol, 1971, and Santa Claus and the Magic Drum. So remember to watch that and come back here. And we will discuss it. And remember, we're also doing the final ranking. Uh, but other than that, PP Dubs is going to take us out. Um, so we will see you next week. Peace. Thanks for listening. Bye bye. You know what? I'm not kidding what a beautiful and great plotted movie. It had the Christmas spirit. If you want to catch more Big Trouble in Little Podcast, follow them on Spotify and iTunes and give them a good review. Also, they are on Twitter at Big Trouble Net. Next week, we go into Andy's picks. He chose two shorts, A Christmas Carol from 1971 and Santa Claus and the Magic Drum. Ooh. See you next week.